the small town of Wamego, Kansas, with its modest population of nearly 5,000, is not a sprawling, sepia-toned farmland featuring Annie M., Miss Gulch, and Professor Marvel. It does not look like much of the Midwest landscape that comes to mind. Oh no. Wamego, Kansas has poppy fields and emerald cities, yellow brick roads and ruby red slippers and lions and tigers and bears. Oh my because somewhere over the rainbow is Wamego, Kansas, a town whose cultural identity has been ossified into no place like home. I'm Jason Epperson, and this is the Sea America Podcast. From coast to coast, we see America one mile at a time, discovering stops along the way that are eclectic, historic, ridiculous, breathtaking, inspiring, and humbling. This week, Wamego, Kansas, home to all things Wizard of Oz. This great destination is brought to you by Road Trippers, America's number one road trip planning app. Plan your ultimate adventure with a Road Trippers Plus subscription and discover the world around you in an entirely new way by streamlining, discovery, planning, booking, and navigation, all ad-free. Plan your unique journey at roadtrippers.com, then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. Adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring at roadtrippers.com and save 15% off your Road Trippers Plus subscription with code RVMILES2X. That's 15% off Road Trippers Plus with code RVMILES2X at roadtrippers.com. Wamego is only about two and a quarter square miles in size and located more than 10 miles away from the nearest city. The summers are hot and humid and the winters are mild, but come fall, the road to Oz, also known as Highway 99 and Lincoln Avenue, brings to life one of America's best-known stories, the Wizard of Oz. Oztoberfest celebrates everything Oz, complete with costume contests, Toto lookalike competition, an Oz market, car show, and more. But Wamego wasn't always the wonderful world of Oz it is today. In 2003, the Oz Museum opened its doors at the end of the Yellow Brick Road, transforming Wamego into a tourist destination for movie buffs and Oz fans alike. The town had found its niche and built a cottage industry for itself, remodeling its cultural identity after the story of Dorothy, her three friends, and their adventure to see the great and powerful Oz. With more... Here's Abigail Trebu. The 1939 film, The Wizard of Oz, is an immovable classic of contemporary cinematic and pop culture. From flying monkeys to Dorothy's ruby red slippers, it's nearly impossible to escape the land of Oz. The musical fantasy film held a fundamental moment in cinematic history with its utilization of technicolor technology and never before seen special effects. It captured the hearts of millions with each note of Judy Garland's Somewhere Over the Rainbow and her friends Scarecrow, Tin Man, and Cowardly Lion. The tale scarcely needs retelling and its lessons are as timeless as its group of misfits. The story, characters, and music offered audiences a sort of escapism from the start of World War II. And although it was considered a critical success following its original release, it failed to make a profit for Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer Studios until its later re-release in 1949. In 1956, the television broadcast premiere of The Wizard of Oz on the CBS network made it the most seen film in cinema history. Following the success of Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, MGM bought the rights to L. Frank Baum's The Wonderful Wizard of Oz in hopes of appealing to a similar audience. 
The film adaptation was penned by Noel Langley, although many contributors remain uncredited. MGM Studios desired to create a colorful, trendy film that would bring the youth to the theaters in droves. The solution was the Technicolor three-color process. This editing method became known for its highly saturated color and was mainly used for filming musicals, amplifying the innovation of technology at home as color television sets became more and more popular. The technicolor nature of the film, while its most iconic and memorable quality, caused a lot of logistical difficulties on set. A prime component of technicolor filming is light. The Wizard of Oz set is said to have taken every light at the MGM studio that wasn't being used by another production for filming. This meant that the set could be scorching, with the actors working in conditions of up to 96.8 degrees. The lion's costume, weighing in at almost 90 pounds, was made of real lion pelt. Filming often had to pause due to fainting actors. As with any innovation, a process of trial and error is essential. Unfortunately for the Oz set, filming was largely error. The 1939 film slated four different directors, although Victor Fleming is the only one credited. However, Fleming left filming before it finished to rescue the sinking project of Gone with the Wind, who later beat out The Wizard of Oz for that year's Best Picture Oscar. Though The Wizard of Oz came home with two Oscars, one for Best Score and one for Best Song for Somewhere Over the Rainbow, a scene that was almost cut from the final film. With Technicolor, a new need for color makeup emerged. Most notably, original actor Buddy Ebsen as the Tin Man had a severe reaction to the aluminum powder makeup he wore, which sent him to the hospital in critical condition. Ebsen was forced to leave the project. With his replacement, Jack Haley, the makeup had quietly been changed to an aluminum paste with a layer of clown white grease paint beneath to protect his skin. Actor Ray Bolger, who played the Scarecrow, acted as test subject to the innovations in film makeup at the time. His character was created with a never-before-used foam latex makeup technique. The daily, hour-long rituals to apply and remove these fixtures from Bolger's face left permanent marks around his eyes and chin. Although there were many tales of hardships surrounding the film, its place in cinematic history is undeniable. MGM's version is the 10th screen adaptation of L. Frank Baum's beloved children's novel, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Written in 1900, the book was banned decades after it was published for supporting negativism and for bringing children's minds to a cowardly level. Despite the upset, the cultural impact of Baum's work runs deep. The Wonderful Wizard of Oz is known throughout the world, having been translated into well over 50 languages. It is the first book in a series of over 13, all of which Baum wrote between 1900 and his death in 1919. All his stories take place in the magical land of Oz, following outlandish characters as they make odd friendships and go on misadventures. Later adaptations took on different perspectives of this well-known story. Wicked, The Life and Times of the Wicked Witch of the West, a novel by Gregory Maguire, took on the role of the Wicked Witch of the West as the protagonist, a prequel, if you will, to the movie. This work later inspired the smash hit musical Wicked with music by Stephen Schwartz. The Wiz was also an adaptation of Baum's work and the only one to keep Dorothy's slippers silver, as the original novel indicated. In the 1939 film, the slippers were changed to ruby, making them stand out with the Technicolor technology. 
Like many of the costumes on the MGM set, the iconic slippers had multiple pairs, each with over 2,000 individual sequins. An original pair live at the Smithsonian, and the carpet surrounding its glass case has been replaced multiple times due to wear and tear from thousands of fans hovering to see Dorothy's coveted footwear. While the Oz Museum doesn't have an original pair of ruby slippers, they do have a replica. And over 2,000 other artifacts and pieces of Oz memorabilia, making it the largest Oz collection in the world. The connection between Oz and Wamego is hilly, like its surrounding landscape, and takes a detour to the 1893 World's Fair White City Exposition in Chicago. Inspired by the architecture and dazzling painted white buildings, banker J.C. Rogers decided to emulate that aesthetic in his own town. Using materials and architectural source material from the fair, Rogers constructed the Columbian Theater in 1895. The two-story limestone theater was once home to vaudeville and has since been renovated to support musicals, concerts, and other live productions. Simultaneously, L. Frank Baum experienced the fair's architecture in a different way. Due to the brightness of the white buildings, visitors were given green-tinted glasses. As the story goes, Baum used this for tales he told his grandchildren, which would later become the iconic setting of his children's book series. 100 years after breaking ground, the Columbian Theater underwent a $2.5 million restoration. They were looking to celebrate with a special exhibit, and coincidentally, a local Wamego collector had gathered an impressive collection of Wizard of Oz memorabilia. To celebrate the intersection of Kansas, the World's Fair, and the Wizard of Oz, the collection was put on display. This proved to be so successful that a dedicated museum was constructed and opened in 2003. As the Oz Museum's popularity rose, more collectors and fans came forward, donating their artifacts to the museum. Around 40,000 Oz fans visit every year. Not only does the museum sponsor the city's annual Oztoberfest, it also has inspired a local spirit of cultural unity. Toto's Around Town features hand-painted scenes from the movie on large plastic Toto sculptures. These guide visitors to different locations throughout Wamego, educating and inspiring appreciation for all the town has to offer. Near the museum is the Oz Winery and Toto's Talk Oz. Both Oz-themed establishments take their Oz allegiance seriously. The Oz Winery features wines and labels with original artwork that are all Oz-related. Toto's is known as the best Calmex on the Yellow Brick Road. The real Yellow Brick Road can be found around the corner from the Oz Museum and features several murals inspired by the film. Visit Oz and be transported to the Yellow Brick Road 10 to 5 Monday through Saturday and 12 to 5 on Sundays at $9 a ticket. Follow the path throughout the museum and witness over 100 years of Oz history. And when you return, whether that be by cyclone, hot air balloon, or flying broom, be sure to explore Wamego and all the Oz it has to offer. This episode of See America was hosted by me, Jason Epperson, narrated by Abigail Trebu, and written by Kelsey McGrath. If you like the show, we'd love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'd also like to invite you to follow the See America podcast on Instagram and Facebook and join the See America Facebook group, where we chat about America's greatest road trip destinations. 
If you're a national park lover, we hope you'll also check out the America's National Parks podcast or come listen to Abigail and me talk about our life on the road with our three boys on the RV Miles podcast. This great destination was brought to you by Road Trippers, America's number one road trip planning app. Plan your unique journey at roadtrippers.com, then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. Upgrade to Road Trippers Plus and save 15% with code RVMILES2X. Adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring at roadtrippers.com.